subtle laceration like a paper cut, that my most disgraceful act was perpetrated not in the distant past like nearly all the others, but well within your lifetime, and a matter of months before I was introduced to your mother. My ghost expects censure. But make it personal, Venus. Make it your own, and not the censure of your group and your ideology. Yes, you heard me, young lady, your ideology. Oh, it's a mild ideology, I agree. Mildness is its one idea. Nobody's going to blow themselves to bits for it. Your assimilation of what I did, this will in any case be a heavy call on your courage and generosity. But I think that even a strict retributionist, which you are not, would be reasonably happy with the way things turned out. It could be objected, and I wouldn't argue, that I didn't deserve your mother, and I didn't deserve to have you in the house for nearly twenty years. Nor do I now seriously fear that you will excommunicate me from your memory. I don't think you'll do that, because you understand what it means to be a slave. Venus, I'm sorry that you've gone on minding that I didn't let you drive me to O'Hare. That's what we do, you said. We drive each other to and from the airport. Do you realize how rare that is? No one does it anymore, not even newlyweds. All right, it was selfish of me to decline. I said it was because I didn't want to say goodbye to you in a public place. But I think it was the asymmetry of it that was really troubling me. You and I, we drive each other to and from the airport, and I didn't want a to when I knew there wouldn't be a from. You are as well prepared as any young Westerner could hope to be, equipped with good diet, lavish health insurance, two degrees, foreign travel and languages, orthodonture, psychotherapy, property, and capital— and your skin is a beautiful color. Look at you. Look at the burnish of you. Part 1. Chapter 1. The Yenisei, September 1st, 2004. My little brother came to camp in 1948. I was already there at the height of the war between the brutes and the bitches. Now that wouldn't be a bad opening sentence for the narrative proper, and I am impatient to write it, but not yet. Not yet, not yet, my precious. This is what the poet Auden used to say to the lyrics, the sprawling epistles that seemed to be lobbying him for premature birth. It is too early now for the war between the brutes and the bitches. There will be war in these pages, inevitably. I fought in fifteen battles, and in the seventh I was almost castrated by a secondary missile, a three-pound iron bolt which lodged itself in my inner thigh. When you get a wound as bad as that, for the first hour you don't know whether you're a man or a woman, or whether you're old or young, or who your father was, or what your name is. Even so, an inch or two further up, as they say, and there would have been no story to tell, because this is a love story. 
all right, Russian love, but still love. The love story is triangular in shape, and the triangle is not equilateral. I sometimes like to think that the triangle is isosceles. It certainly comes to a very sharp point. Let's be honest, though, and admit that the triangle remains brutally scalene. I trust, my dear, that you have a dictionary nearby. You never needed much encouragement in your respect for dictionaries. Scalene, from the Greek, skalinos, unequal. It's a love story, so, of course, I must begin with the house of meetings. I'm sitting in the prow-shaped dining room of a tourist steamer, the Georgi Zhukov, on the Yenisei River, which flows from the foothills of Mongolia to the Arctic Ocean, thus cleaving the north.